It's time again for Three Point Podcast. Three sports guys, three generations, and three hot takes. The triple threat includes baby boomer Ted Patel of Z92.5 The Castle. Our Gen Xer is Matt Burns of ESPN and the SEC Network out of Charlotte, North Carolina. The millennial man is Jared Patel of Valley Sports Detroit. Comments and questions can be sent by email to threepointpod at gmail.com. Follow Three Point Podcast on social media at threepointpod. The fellows will get in rolling right after this from our partners. AZ Printing Solutions, formerly Hankard Sportswear, is a full-service print shop that specializes in screen printing, digital printing, and embroidery. They pride themselves on giving a great product at a great value. The area's go-to printing solution offers a 100% guarantee to exceed your expectations. AZ Printing Solutions has your favorite local spirit wear as well as many other apparel items in stock. Specialty items are available for family, sports, business, and charity events. Call 989-725-2979 or step into the store in downtown Owasso. Rivals Tap House and Grill is the area's go-to spot for the best in food and drink. Meet up with your friends and catch your favorite sporting events on over 20 high-def flat-screen TVs. And our 120-inch projection screen. Rivals can handle your larger, small parties and is an awesome spot to put on your fundraising events. Weekly food and drink specials including gourmet burgers, wings, pizza, homemade soup, and salads. Rivals also stocks a large selection of craft and domestic brews. Rivals Tap House and Grill, the official gathering spot of three-point podcast located on the corner of Shiawassee and M21 in Corona. The game, the game, the game. You know, before we get into our advertiser listing, fellas, I mean, I really wish we would have recorded this podcast immediately after the game. We did do our instant videos, which did really well as to be expected, but how badly did you want to do another podcast right after that game? Could have easily went on for a couple hours on my own, probably <laughs> about that you know, game. It, yeah, no, I mean, I, I tell you what, I was working during the game, but we had it up on a side monitor, and the one play that I happened to watch right as it happened live was Donovan Edwards' first long touchdown run. Man, and yeah. I just I jumped out of my seat. I mean, it's awesome. That game, you know, Matt, you were kind of tweeting now, and we'll get into it later. You know how my whole generation, we've always kind of viewed Michigan State as the rival. I mean, these last two years, it's really kind of swung the other direction, where it's it's back to let's beat Ohio State uh, and let's do it year after year. So it was just awesome to see that happen and to do it in Columbus. I mean, like Harbaugh said, but post game, uh, this is the best place to sing the victors is right here in Columbus. So what a hey, game! Amen. We'll we'll definitely break it down, get more into it. We'll have lots of thoughts about it for sure, but this is episode 220 or 244 rather of the Three Point Podcast. We're teamed with SkyMet Cannabis, Michigan's leader in the industry, over 15 locations throughout the state. Check out the new SkyMet Reserve, and if you're over 21, go online at skymet.com. Sign up for the rewards program. All kinds of great stuff there. SkyMet's your one-stop shop for pain relief, help sleeping, or just chill out on a Saturday night beating the Buckeyes. SkyMint still offering the coupon code 3.20 at the Corona store. 20% off SkyMint products only and new customers only. Also, we're proudly partnered with Memorial Healthcare, home of the Now Community Wellness Center. Sign up, get yourself in shape, and a whole lot more. The over 100,000 square foot facility features full medically-based wellness center featuring state-of-the-art workout equipment, fitness classes, an indoor track, and a whole lot more. Memberships also include sauna, a lap pool, locker room, private showers, 
For more details, go online at memorialhealthcare.org or call 989-720-CARE. Also want to thank our local partners, AZ Printing Solutions. Uh, they've done some great swag for us. Also want to thank Capital Sports Fieldhouse, Pro Real Estate and Auction, Nelson House Funeral Homes, Success Group Mortgage and Servicing, and fellas, let's send a big shout out right now to Rivals Tap House and Grill, Jamie and Lisa over there. They've been on board since day one, and they just uh, have transferred ownership to new owners starting this coming Wednesday. We're recording on Monday night, but yeah. I'll tell you what, it, it has been great teamed up with the folks at, at Rivals with Jamie and Lisa there. Yeah, we, I, th- I think we'll all be curious to see what direction it goes. You know, we think it, it's such a cool setting, especially for the Karana, you know, like Owasso area to have a sports bar like that, like a great open ton of screens, you know, everything like that, a spot to go watch Michigan, Michigan State, Karana, even they're, they're streaming yep. high school games even on Friday mm-hmm. nights. So such a cool spot, you know, but as you mentioned, they've been on board since day one. So awesome partners. We've, we've done some really cool events with them. Yeah, for, you know, yeah. Michigan, Michigan State games, Ohio State games, stuff like that. So sad to lose them, maybe. But, you know, good luck to everything they're doing here in the in the future. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 been a great spot for the last six years. Uh, I remember when I first, you know, opened those cafe sports originally basically mm-hmm. kind of went downhill immediately. They kind of swooped in and, and, you know, had a really good business there for six years. And, you know, I'm just happy for them that they sold it. Uh, and like you said, they've been with us since day one. So wish them the best of luck with wherever they go next. Yep, and food is really outstanding, and I got to tell you, their burgers about the best in the in the entire Mid Michigan area, without a doubt. In fact, I did go out there Saturday. I watched the Michigan game at home because I knew I was going to be on pins and needles for that one. But I <laughs> uh, went out there Saturday night, saw the boys at Chi Town, and I'll tell you what, the place was absolutely jam packed. So it was a, nice, a good yeah. time for everybody. Well, we're going to have a fun podcast, I do believe, because we are going to get into the game. We're going to also talk the Lions on Thanksgiving and our prep spotlight. We'll recap the MHSAA football finals. Jared had a big part of that, but, you know, catch up. Thanksgiving, I know, uh, Matt, you were out of state. Jared, uh, you did get the day off, but uh, you worked very hard during the weekend. Let's just do a brief catch up here, fellas. Yeah, you know, Thanksgiving, we we always love talking about food for Thanksgiving, 4th of July, Christmas, you know, whatever. So I'm curious to hear, you know, the quick little breakdown of, of the food that we that we went into. I definitely had my three. I got yep. plenty of bread, plenty of cheesy potatoes, and I did get plenty of green bean casserole. That was even my breakfast the next day. You know, we, we all woke up it. the next day and we're like, you know, what's breakfast? Is it going to be cereal? You know, whatever, eggs. We're like, let's just have Thanksgiving dinner for breakfast, you know, who not cares? A bad idea. But, uh, not a bad idea. So it was fantastic. You know? Yeah. So I was in Tennessee at my, my, uh, my wife's family, everyone was there, all her siblings, all the in-laws and all that kind of stuff. We got together. It was a beautiful day. We hung out, you know, ate some food, had some drinks, had a little campfire afterwards. So it was a really, it was a great Thanksgiving and the food was phenomenal. I ate way too much, of course. Hmm. It, it Yeah. I mean, a great day. And the thing that was funny to me was, you know, my girlfriend came for the first time to our family Thanksgiving uh-oh. Uh, and and as we were leaving, she was like, "That's the best like Thanksgiving meal spread I've ever wow. seen." Wow. Which you know, I, we take it for granted sometimes with our family. We we got a lot of good cooks in our family. You know, my mom, my aunt Jenny, uh, you know, go up and down the list, and we always have just these Ted, Ted, of course, food. right? I'll I'll give it to my wife. She makes a great. It's okay. called funeral corn, but it's like yeah. corn casserole. I mean, yeah. it, you know, even on you know, we have cookouts in the summer. We have you know our Thanksgivings. Obviously, we always have great spreads at our family. No wonder we're all like so freaking fat. I mean, we have some great <laughs> food spreads, and I, that's just kind of was. I thought that was kind of cool to hear that you know we really do do it better than than most. 
Yeah, that is cool to hear. And again, kudos to uh, my sister Jenny and her husband, Joe. Uh, Joe was on turkey duty. And, you know, there's nothing worse than going to Thanksgiving and having a dry turkey. But this baby, I won't use the word moist because it grosses out people, but <laughs> juicy. It was very juicy and, and delicious. And I don't know, Jared, did you even eat a piece of it? I had a couple I pieces. Say. I I shouldn't. I, as soon as I put them on my plate, I think I left like a piece or two on there. You know, not, right. that, not that it was bad. It's just you know, kind of turkey is what it is. But yeah. no, like I was you gonna, said, that corn, the butter noodles. Uh, those were my two highlights of the of the meal. That's what I was going to ask with your with your girlfriend going for the first time. Did you adjust your food eating habits? Did you like were you eating more responsibly or was it still just like shoveling it in? Yeah, well, I mean, because I ended up going to her family Thanksgiving after and I honestly I seriously think I had like a little spoonful of stuffing and that's about all I had like left in my stomach to yeah. eat. So <laughs> I definitely should have maybe paced myself a little bit better. But I mean, we have such a good food spread, man. It's hard to stop sometimes. Yeah. What was funny, Matt, is uh, I at least I laughed about it. You know, uh, there was quite a few people there. And my sister's living room had a, she had four big six foot long tables kind of butted up together, you know, to form one big table. And Jared was sitting with the little kid table in the other corner of the room. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> with his I'm brother and confused how Casey. we how we set up these tables. I mean, we I have two younger cousins that are like 13 years old. Somehow they're at the adult table, and somehow <laughs> these 25 year olds and, and older are at this kids table. I, I don't know. I don't. I'm not in charge of it. I'm not gonna complain too much because the food was so good. But right. it was a little bit perplexing how it was set up. Now is this like assigned seating, or is it first come first serve? Or no, it's assigned. Yeah. Okay. It's it's a sign. We have little little name tag ceramic things that my aunt Gloria had for years and years, and almost everybody's name's still on it. So nice. yeah. That's cool. my sister Jenny lays it out how she wants it. She's boss. <laughs> I mean, am I wrong? Was it not a little bit confusing how it was set up, or or is that just me thinking that? Maybe yeah, it's just you. You used to sit at that, you know, as a child, so you just continued it on. Yeah. Why? I why move you to the adult table? Just stay at yeah. the kids' table. Yeah. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't use the word confusing because it had name tags, so it's pretty clear. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> All so right. Ted, so Ted, what was the highlight? No green bean casserole for you, but oh, highlight the actually was, good. Uh, was the uh, and let me get the term right. Is it stuffing or dressing? Stuffing. Okay. Stuffing is the yeah. stuffing was phenomenal. Okay. I've never had stuffing that good. My sister made that. And I told her so. I mean, I, I've got a little bit in my fridge right now as a no, leftover. It was it's, outstanding. It's funny I, you I, say, sorry to, I'm sorry. Go right back. About, oh, no, go ahead. That's exactly what my girlfriend pointed out was the stuffing. It was really? incredible. It was yeah. very good. So yeah. not just stovetop. This was probably like handmade or something? Yeah. Well, it wasn't stovetop. I think it was I think it was bought. Part of it was from a bag. I forget the name of it, but she added a lot to it. And it yeah. was it was cooked perfectly. You know, for crunchy. a good stuff. Yeah, you have to have a crunchy, crunchy, crunchy crust on a good stuffing, and it was yeah. it was very delicious. And again, like I was, like I said in my food last week, the turkey was great, and the mashed potatoes and gravy was great, and even the butter noodles. I mean, you can't go wrong. I did stay away from the uh, corn or from the green bean casserole, though. Yeah. Not my favorite. Classic. <laughs> what we'll what say, was the highlight highlight of the desserts? Let's just say that real quick. My wife made this apple crisp type of thing that was mm -hmm. really good there were a couple pies but i'm not a big pie fan so for me it was that that apple crisp that my wife made no, I, see I, i've just I, I i'm not a huge dessert guy in general especially the thanksgiving desserts i've never really loved them so i what my favorite thing is is the turkey sandwich with yeah. mayo and and bag of chips that's that's usually my version of dessert on thanksgiving night 
Nice. Yeah. Did you guys realize, you know, my dad, Bud, the 92 year old that got quite a bit of uh, commentary on our instant reaction <laughs> video. And one nice lady, I don't know who she was. Maybe she's a follower of you, Matt, but she thought he was 80. <laughs> nice. Hey, not bad. No, that's pretty good. But uh, he likes his turkey sandwiches with mustard. I, I don't know. I've never heard of that before. Mayo, yeah. Mustard. I don't know. I mean, I I do mustard. I I guess yeah. I've never thought of this. I do. I put mustard on if it's like deli turkey. Mm-hmm. And I'm making a deli meat sandwich. Okay. But I've never done it with turkey. I guess it would be the same thing. But sure. I've never I've never done it with Thanksgiving turkey. I don't have any problem with it if it's if it's by itself. That's gross. But if it's mustard and mayo, then I have no problem with that. Okay. Yeah, so I'm kind of mayo. a mustard it's mayo gotta be guy mayo too. For you. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. That's enough food talk. That's enough Thanksgiving talk because we got Michigan football to talk about. And we're going to get right into that right after this. Looking to buy items online, go to CRAuctions.com. All you need to do is download the app to your phone or computer and start buying and selling today. CRAuctions.com will market your items all over the country and get them sold. If you are looking to buy something, we can help with that too. Just go to CRAuctions.com. Search our inventory and place your bid. Plus, there are online auctions for farm machinery, firearms, automobiles, and truckloads of overstocked items. It's fast, it's easy, and you will get results. Get the app and check out CRAuctions.com today. Nelson House Funeral Home's number one goal is to serve the families in our area. The Nelson House staff are proud to serve our local community with reliability, integrity, and compassion. Unique service representing unique lives, ensuring your loved ones receive the honor and celebration they deserve. Founded in 1880 and continuing the tradition today with chapels in Owasso, Chesanine, and New Lothrop. For more details, find them at nelson-house.com or call 989-723-5234. All right, guys. I mean, that had to be the most impressive second half of football I think I've ever seen. It was a little dicey in the first half, but uh, they just put it into gear. Harbaugh coached his ass off. He had new plays set up. Uh, J.J. was throwing the deep ball. I mean, all around that second half was about as satisfying a second half of football I think I've ever seen. There's a there's a term that the kids use, Jared's generation use. Mm-hmm. Harbaugh was in his bag. I mean, he was pushing all the right buttons. He knew exactly what to do. This team ever since, basically ever since JJ McCarthy took over the jobs, you know, week two, week three, whatever, Mm -hmm. they've been a second half team as frustrating as it is as fans to watch these games and see them kind of start off slow. Maybe it's a close game, maybe even losing in the first, second quarter. They make these adjustments at halftime and I forget the stats. I could look it up, but Basically, they've outscored teams like 90 to three in the fourth quarter, you know, and they're just completely shutting teams down. They they drain you down. And you could see that's what they did to Ohio State offensively and defensively. The offensive line just, you know, wears people out. And even without Blake Corum, who, you know, may still get a Heisman invite, probably not. But, you know, he was up for Heisman contention without him. You go to Donovan Edwards and he just steps right in and rushes for over 200 yards. And I mean, it's just like. You don't want to be too slappy-ish, but this this program is absolutely humming. And they've got depth because you can lose a Blake Corum and you've got Donovan Edwards just stepping back in. The receiving core that we've ripped on for the last four or five weeks, they actually stepped up and made some plays. Uh, Loveland, you know, the young tight end was making some plays. I mean – the 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 one thing that that I'll I'll finish my little spiel off here the 
so Mullings, the he played running back in in high school, but you know that was three years ago. He's a, he's a linebacker now with with Michigan. He comes in on that one carry in the first half on a third and one, gets stuffed, and everyone is blowing up. Who the I hell is like this it. guy? I didn't like it. No carries all year. Just as a huge spot in the game. How do you give this guy this carry at this point in the game? All to know that Harbaugh was just setting up the play right. that they did in the third quarter or whatever, the little halfback jump pass. And it just goes to show Harbaugh knows what he's doing, man. He's a hell of a coach. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the criticism was warranted four or five years ago when he wasn't beating Ohio State, but he's one of the best coaches in the country. You you can't say otherwise. No. I mean, doubt. yeah, and uh, a lot of people will be talked about, you know, Edwards, McCarthy. This game was one, in the, one on the headsets, man. I mean, Harbaugh, I feel so good about this rivalry going forward knowing that we have the better coach. I mean – Ryan Day basically spent this whole last, you know, calendar year doing everything he could to beat Michigan, you know, getting in the new recruiter or the new defensive coordinator, which I mean, that was like watching like uh, something that Dr. Brown, you know, do, do, uh, Dr. Blitz, excuse me, would have done with Michigan <laughs> way back in the day. I mean, what were they doing? The the zero coverage, the sending the house. I mean, it's not like we were running the ball, you know, as well as we had in games past. I mean, up until those two long, run, long runs by Edwards, basically when the game was already over, we had done nothing on the ground. Uh, and I, it was just perplexing to watch what they were trying to do against us. I mean, that's the one way JJ McCarthy is going to beat you is just leave these guys man to man on islands uh, and just, you know, 50 50 balls and we'll take our chance. I mean, Harbaugh was dialing it up. Ninter, what a great coordinator. I mean, we lost two coordinators. Uh, Ohio State, you know, quote unquote, improved at the coordinator positions. And right. it's like nothing changed, man. I mean, it, what a great game. I mean, Harbaugh, you know, credit to us uh, as Michigan fans and credit to Ward Manuel, especially for not pulling the trigger on firing him, yeah. you know, two years ago. Mm-hmm. They a really, you know, creative kind of uh, agreement where, you know, we're going to drop your salary a little bit. We're going to have a lot of incentive laden. Uh, and Harbaugh, you know, credit to him for not getting a little bit too butthurt about it, going to work. Uh, and we've seen the results, man. I mean, this program is really humming. Like you said, Matt, I, I don't see how it's going to change in the years to come. I mean, we've lost coordinators. We've lost, uh, you know, the number two overall pick. We've lost pass rushers. We've we've replaced new quarterbacks. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's just it's, it's whoever steps into this team is making plays, uh, and, and I just love to see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was a very impressive win. Um, I, I got a comment that – let me just throw this out there. You know, we're pretty giddy right now. We went in there and kicked their ass at Columbus. One game, right? Do we want to see Ohio State again in the college football playoffs? No. <laughs> I agree. I, just, I, I wouldn't even want to see Illinois again in the Big Ten Championship. I just always think rematches on a neutral field is just weird. Yeah, I could get real cocky and say, yeah, we, pick, we kicked their butt already. We're going to do it again, but – no way, karma wise. I mean, right. if they sneak somehow into the playoffs, and as it stands right now, you know, we're recording on Monday night, more than likely it's going to be Georgia number one. I, th- I think Michigan has a legit case to take the number one spot, but I don't think they will. Michigan yeah. will be number two. I think it's pretty much a given TCU will be three and Southern Cal probably four, right? So with Ohio yeah, State no, just on the outside. Ohio State, I mean, how can you watch what you watched on Saturday and think they deserve a spot in this playoff, man? Right. I mean, they that was mm-hmm. at home. With a, like a half healthy Michigan team, and we just spanked them. I, I don't, I don't drubbed. <laughs> yeah, I, it's it doesn't seem right that Ohio State should make it back. I mean, it, it would take a lot of things to fall for them to get there. Uh, but if that does happen, I'm not scared of them. I, yeah. I feel the same way that Ohio State probably felt years ago, where it's like we own you. 
Uh, <laughs> we are just confident rolling into that game every week. I know, you know, they would have some adjustments, I would hope, because, God, that was the worst game plan I've ever seen right. uh, in my life. But I'm not scared of them. I mean, you know who I'm scared of? I'm scared of Georgia. I'm scared of SEC teams. I'm not going to be scared of another Big Ten team. You know, maybe we might lose, but uh, compared to potentially facing an Alabama or somehow, some way, finding our way to Georgia in that first semifinal game, I'm not scared of Ohio State. Yeah, no. well, I'm not scared of anybody. And to tell you the truth, I think if if this if Michigan's going to win a national championship, this is a great year to do it with what they it's got going on. This is the year. Uh, and I'm just, you know, I could be a big man and say, yeah, I'm not scared of Ohio State. And now yeah, let's bring them on. I just don't like the fact that you already beat a team once and then to have to replay them again in a national championship atmosphere. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd still I'd still lean to Michigan, but I just, I'd, I don't want to play them again. Stay out. Just, go away. Yeah, it, it's just tough to beat a team twice. It's kind of what it is. You know, I mean. They've already seen what we did. I, I think Michigan is clearly the better team. You know, I, they obviously proved that. But, you know, to beat a team twice, it's kind of tough, especially, you know, Ohio State is good. They are a really good team. But, man, Michigan just – they dialed everything up perfectly. You could tell in the first half I was, again, you know, getting frustrated. But, you know, C.J. Stroud was just throwing darts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they were all like six, seven out routes, six, seven-yard out routes, you know, a little – little hitch, a little hook, you know, like it was just like ding, 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 ding. Marvin Harrison had a couple like insane catches too, but it was like, it was like, man, what are we doing? No pressure like there. And you could just tell like that our defense is a definition of Ben don't break. They're going to give teams, you know, a little bit of yards, but once they get inside the 30, especially inside the red zone, that's when they tighten up and, you know, they usually force a field goal or they cause a couple turnovers, which they did you know, against Ohio well, I mean, State. So. You saw it. I mean, look at the differences. Ohio State going for broke on these blitzes and just right. leaving mm-hmm. these guys uh, by themselves. I mean, Cornelius Johnson, who saw this guy coming through and becoming just a, a Michigan hero? Definitely uh, not me. No. <laughs> made a couple big-time plays. Uh, I think his, you know, that first touchdown he had on that, that little turned the game. Out, that yeah. basically was what this offense has been looking for this entire year. Right. Uh, we just never had a play like that that really kind of jolted us to life and and especially like a throwing play that mm-hmm. kind of sparked McCarthy, gave him some confidence. Uh, and from there, I mean, it was just it was easy sailing. Uh, it, it was fun to watch, man. And and another big takeaway, Mike Saren still, mm. you know, as, my, as my buddy said it on the phone call, you know, back uh, to my apartment, today, he said five star is going to five star. Uh, yep. I, I mean, he was maybe in the wrong position. You know, at wide receiver, we finally kind of figured out, hey, this guy should be a defensive back. I mean, imagine if he was a defensive back the last four years. Uh, imagine where he might be on draft boards. He was impressive. Uh, Garden, the best wide receiver in the country, doing a damn good job. Biggest play of the game, you know, knocking it out of Stover's hands. Uh, that's just a guy that you love to root for. And, yeah. you know, number zero, what a fun uh, guy to just have on our team. Well, and then to go with that, they they showed the video over and over before before the fourth quarter. He was at top of the huddle just screaming his head off. You know, who knows what he was saying, yeah. but, you know, basically step up. It's the fourth quarter, and they did. And then I don't know if you guys saw, I think we we retweeted it on at three point pod, but the post-game presser with Harbaugh, Sainer still comes in and like rubs his shoulders and you know, like yeah. says something in Harbaugh, they like give each other yeah. a hug and they tell each other they love each other and stuff. And it's just like that, you know, you know, former athletes like us, you know, that gives you the willies because like that's the stuff that makes playing sports special. Yeah, you know, like Cornelius Johnson scoring two big touchdowns. Donovan Edwards busting two at the horseshoe. That, that's all awesome. But, you know, that's the kind of stuff. They're brothers for life, as, you know, you always hear about. I mean, that, that locker room's got to be so close right now, I can't even imagine. 
Oh man, they got the mojo going for sure. And you know what was so cool about that game after after looking at it, I'm glad it was a noon kickoff, man. If that would have been a night game and coming off that win, I would have got no sleep at all Saturday <laughs> night. Yeah, it's funny. I, yeah, I mentioned I was in Tennessee with my uh, with my wife's family. Admittedly, they're all not very big sports fans. Like they could not care less about watching the game. A couple of them were a little interested in this one. One of my brother-in-laws is a Michigan fan, so he was he was all about watching it. Yeah. But it was one of those where, like, everyone we we met up at um, my wife's mom's hotel. They were they were staying at a hotel. We all met there. They were going to be a pool party and stuff like that. But I was like, we got to make sure the game is on the TV. Yeah. Like, I can't I can't miss this. So we're all in there eating pizza, and you know, we're all in the <laughs> same hotel room. Kids are all over the place, jumping on the bed, going crazy. I'm just like kind of in the back. I'm just trying to like keep my cool. <laughs> every every big play, I'm just like. Like yeah. like Adam Adam Sandler and Big Daddy when you know the kid is sleeping and he's like yep. you know trying to like <laughs> right. giving like little fist bumps to the my brother in law that's also a Michigan fan we were just like trying to keep our cool but come that fourth quarter it all came out I was like I don't care man when when Upshaw got that interception and then when Paige got that that last interception that really sealed it yeah man I I, I think I tweeted out but one of the coolest parts about watching these highlights over and over and over again is seeing that it was at Ohio state. I don't know what it is yes. like at, at the big house. Last never, year, I've amazing. never seen that in my life. I've never I, seen I don't, it. I mean, I remember, you know, you don't Jared, but I remember drew Henson and there's, there's some other games at the horseshoe, you know, where Michigan won. I don't know if they were like that though. I mean, Ted, you might remember a little better than me, but that was just an absolute ass whooping. I mean, we, we sent them back down the road to their dorms, like with their tail tucked between their legs. Oh, yeah. Like that was, that was bad. Well, we left no doubt who was the better team that day. Now, there's a fine line between ass whooping and uh, just a good beat down. But yeah, you know, because there was there was a couple plays, including Edwards, the late touchdown. We mentally know. defeated them. Yeah, there you what go. What did you? What else did you need to see, man? I mean, no, I'll agree with that. There's no question about that. They yeah, were... I mean, Mike, Michael Barrett, the linebacker, he said that. He said that you we could sense when we broke their will. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, and you can, you, you, I mean, we all remember like feeling the momentum and stuff in games. Like you can feel it. You can, yeah. you can sense when a team is desperate and when Edwards is running 80 yards, that kid is fast, man. He oh, turns yeah. on the jets and he is just off and uh, you, you could just sense it. Well, I wasn't too comfortable when it was an eight point game and they still had life, you know, even though, right. even though the wind was oh, not out of their sail, it's really Saner still, Jared, you said it, exactly. that play Saint, that play Saner still made, they would have scored yep. a touchdown right there. I think it would have been a three point yeah, who game. Knows what they, happens if they cut it to three there. Absolutely. Right. right. And, and what Jared said too, he, even though he hasn't played defensive back his whole career, I think he's a high draft choice. Don't you yeah. know what he's, I mean, what he's done this year and scoop him up. I, that's for damn sure. Uh, yeah. you, know, <laughs> you just, he's stepping into, into the defensive position, man. Uh, and just learned it right away. I mean, he's been, starting so it's not like he you know has come on later in the season he's been one of our top corners you know all year yeah. uh and it's funny he's catching touchdown passes you know less than a year ago so well, i, I kind of had a hunch that that might have been one of the things harbaugh might have pulled out of the bag I, I had a hunch he might might have done a charles woodson and had him run routes you know offensively <laughs> as well why not i mean finally our wide receiver started to make some plays i mean even ronnie bell Big time yeah. pass interference. You know, I, I don't know if you can say that that was because he made some great play, but whatever. Right. I mean, love to see him clapping after it happened. So it, that he was a couple yeah. big catches, and yeah, like you know, like the the young tight end Loveland and Cornelius Johnson's one. I you know, 
I don't know if on the podcast I've said much, but definitely in some texts with my friends, I've said, I don't know why this guy's on the field because right. earlier in the year, he just, he wasn't really doing anything. And I was, I've been very high on Andrew Anthony. I've just thought he's, he's the best receiver we have. I've been maybe proven wrong a little bit there. This yeah. year. I mean, he's still young. So, you know, maybe to be determined there, but man, he stepped up that the first Cornelius Johnson touchdown. So we were watching at my father-in-law's house. And then, like I said, we, we went over to the hotel so I tried to time it out with like a, a long commercial break, but immediately when I got in the car, I turned on the radio and right, right when I turned on the radio, that touchdown happened. Yeah. So I was like, man, I don't know. If, and then like what, five minutes later, the, the next Cornelius Johnson touch yes. happened. I was like, it, I don't know it, if I can leave this car. This is like good luck or something, but it, I just love seeing the big plays. Like we've been, we've been clamoring for that from, you know, as Michigan fans, we've we've watched Blake Corum just pound away, pound away, pound away, and end up with 220 yards rushing. And you're almost like, how did he get so many yards rushing? Because yeah, he getting... never breaks them off. He he'll he'll break right. off like 40 yarders, but he's not like uh, those two Edwards runs. If that's Corum, he's probably they're probably 50 yard gains. Right. Yeah, Edwards does have the speed for sure, and it just goes to show you that Illinois game. If you don't have Corum or Edwards, you can see oh. why it was a tight game. You got to have one of those guys in there. Here's yeah. a question for you. You don't play Corum against Purdue, do you? No. I hope he's not even practicing. I mean, yeah. clearly he went out healthy. there for one run and he couldn't go. I mean, like they're showing all the the, the clips of him warming up in pregame. And what was one, the one of the big threads, you know, I always reference on this podcast that it's all about Michigan, especially on game day. It's those clips are getting shared over and over, over <laughs> and over. Like, look at he's gonna be good to go, good to go. And I was the one. You know, imagine that I'm the one saying pump your brakes, man. Doing this in warmups is a lot different than that first cut that you make live in yep. a game. And right. sure enough, the first run that he had, he goes to make a cut and immediately is like limped out. I'm out, man. And I'll be honest. I, I love Quorum. We want him back. I mean, Ed, there's something with Edwards out there. I mean, he can, we see what we saw it on those two touchdowns, man. If the, the, our offensive line is so good that if he can break through that first level, he's gone. And there's just something to be said about that. Yeah, he's not as good, you know, 75% of the plays. Definitely not a good, uh, you know, third and short goal line right. back. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, any point he can take it to the house. And you talk about a guy that it was a stud in high school. I mean, I remember watching him at state championship, West Bloomfield versus Davison, literally rushed for like 300 yards. And <laughs> was the same sort of speed that you saw on display, man. I mean, he was a no-doubter in high school. He said, this guy's going to be playing on Sundays one day. Uh, and we just saw that on Saturday. Yeah, he's a, what have they said all year? He's one of the best pass catchers on the team. I mean, it's tough with a broken hand, a cast on your hand, but you know, he's one of the best pass catchers too. So he yeah. threw that pass in the, the Big Ten championship last year. He threw that dime to Roman yeah. Wilson. So I mean, that, that kid is a he's a player, man, but you can't discount. So to answer your question, I hope Blake Corum isn't even thinking about playing this weekend, but right. if he can get healthy for the playoff, I think yes. you have to, I think 100%. you have to bring him back, but yeah. It sounds like the injury he has, too. It's a deep bone bruise. You know, I, I forget who was talking about it. They had the same injury. They said it was a good solid two, three weeks before you started to feel normal. So if he can get by this game against right. Purdue, don't look ahead. He'll right. be healthy for the, for yeah, the national I, championship. Yeah, just sit him. I mean, if if we can't beat Purdue without without Forum, right. then I, right. maybe this whole season was a facade. So mm-hmm. I just take your chances, man. Rest <laughs> them up. Good, Don't even suit them up. Good point. Maybe, you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, well, we got to talk about this, man. I mean, McCarthy, 
I talked about JJ McCarthy. I know it. <laughs> I I can't believe I, I, my dad. Uh, he I will give him credit, man. He called it. I was talking to him about it before the game. He said JJ McCarthy's a gamer. I'm not worried about him at all. He's gonna have his best game to date, uh, and he did. I, I would I didn't necessarily disagree with him, but I just was like at, under the impression like i gotta see it before i believe it uh and he made me a believer man i mean so think about what we had we had two two key five stars on that field against ohio state who has 50 we had saren still and we had mccarthy (laughs) and they might have been the two biggest players in that game so it it was just awesome to see him finally uh come together my favorite play mccarthy made was when he had a run right along ohio state's sideline and michigan wide receiver i think it was it was somebody who doesn't play much was kind of chirping with Ohio State. McCarthy grabbed it right underneath the shoulder pads and like was walking him back. Pulled him away. Yeah. Uh, and that was one of my favorite plays. I mean, he's. I'm glad we got him, man. That's a foxhole guy. I'll go to war against Georgia he is. with him as my quarterback. You can tell in in the post game interviews and anything you see, his players love playing for him, and that's it's crazy to say because I think people were saying the same thing about Cade McNamara. You know, last yeah. year they loved playing for him. So to go from McNamara to JJ is definitely a, a luxury. Uh, I think Joel Klatt was talking about it during the game that, you know, you always see the video of JJ, like he meditates before the game. And I've, I've seen him in interviews Mm -hmm. talk about how he thinks the mental preparation is almost as big as the physical preparation for games. And you can almost see it. I I saw one of, one of the Michigan photographers, I think Patrick Barron, I think is his name. He's at every game. He posts, you know, picture he's, he's a photographer for Michigan football. He, he posted a thread basically of JJ, smiling throughout the game even when they're losing even after he goes three and out even after and he you know he was making the comments i think it was i think it was that photographer but he was saying like look at this kid man he's just cool kind of like what your dad said jared he's just a gamer i mean he's never he at least what we've seen he doesn't lose his cool you know he he stays in the moment And, and like i said joel Klatt was talking about it he stays in the moment even when things are tight and you know, he's missed a couple throws and everyone's questioning if he can hit the deep ball and all that kind of stuff. He stayed in it. And I mean, he's, he's a hell of a player. You just, you know, obviously he's probably got some, a few things to work on or whatever, but I mean, he stepped right in as a sophomore, 19 year old kid and he's led him to a 12 and 0 season again. And what we saw on Saturday is what we basically all we needed all year. Just hit the, hit those wide open deep balls. Right. They are there, man. If you yep. do that, we're going to, we're going to put up 40 a game. Uh, and he fi- and finally kind of just clicked, uh, and he yeah. was hitting them. Uh, yeah. We don't need him to be Tom Brady. We just need him to, to to be solid, be like I said, that calming presence on this team, and hit your throws when you need to hit them. And he did. Yep. Yeah, he made made those throws on the biggest stage, and that that says enough right there. He was ready to play that game, as was the whole team. And again, it goes back to Harbaugh, the staff. I mean, this team believes in themselves, and we, we've said it now at least a couple weeks, and maybe more. This is the year, boys. Go for the national championship. You know, it's not going to be set up any easier for you down the road. No. You know, you're, you're in great position. As I said, they'll probably be number two. Right. Back to Ohio State for one more second. <laughs> if if TCU or Southern Cal loses, do you, do you think they're going to put Ohio State in with one loss? They could. I, I saw Heather Dinich. Um, she was talking about it, I think, on Get Up or something this morning, and she thinks – that Ohio state would get in above any of the other teams that they're throwing out there, even Alabama and, you know, some other yeah. teams because their big win, you know, they beat Penn state and then they beat Notre Dame earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. And if their one big loss is to Michigan, you know, who's like number two, you know, that that's like a good loss, I guess. So they could get in. I'm with Jared though. I don't think they should. When you get beat the way that you did on your home field, 
in you know right. your biggest game of the year. Right. I don't I don't think that Notre Dame win is all that impressive. What Notre no. Dame ended up with what three four losses. You know, so whatever. Penn State, you know, that's a good win, but is Penn State really that good? I don't know. No, we don't. Uh, none of us think they're good. No, um, no I, I think Bama, if, if, if that shakes out, I think I understand. I think Bama should be in before them. Yeah. Do you think Bama they will the get it? They lost on last second plays in hostile environments, man. Uh, whereas compared to Ohio State against a half healthy Michigan team at home, just getting drubbed, I, I, it doesn't sit right with me if Ohio State makes it. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, Nick Saban's shown us to it, shown us before. He's tried and true. <laughs> I mean, I know we don't want to base this off of, you know, things that have happened in the past, but right. you tell me this should be your number one barometer. Who would I rather face in, in the college football playoff, Ohio state or Nick Saban in Alabama, Ohio state, 10 times out of 10. That should <laughs> well, be all the, you have to, that should be the, your number one decider for who should be in. Well, look at this scenario. Just think about this. If Michigan stays number two and Ohio state sneaks in at number four. Wow. How about a <laughs> Michigan Ohio state national championship game? Huh? <laughs> Think about that. You're not going to see it. Georgia's going to whoop them by 30. But, uh, yeah, it would be funny you to see. still got to play the game, too. man. Still, still got to play, the, play game. the game. I mean, speaking of Georgia, too, I mean, they're they're the clear number one. I think they're going to stay at number one. But they've looked beatable all year. I think we clearly found out last year that they were just on another level. I mean, they had yeah. all NFL players at every single position, basically. This year, though, they're definitely beatable. So, like we said, I mean, I, I've said it the last four or five weeks, whatever. If Michigan plays their game, I think they can really beat anyone. And you just, mm-hmm. you know, no turnovers. Don't give up those big plays. And, you know, hey, come up with big plays like Saner still breaking that one up. And especially like we mentioned, having a receiver like Cornelius Johnson step up and make a play like that. Michigan can beat anyone. They, they can beat anyone. They could also Here's, lose to anyone. That's just yeah. how it goes. You know, Here's my thought. I, I, the, I, wanna, I want TCU. I know that everybody kind of wants TCU. That's where I'm right. at. I don't want to see USC – I mean, I Caleb agree. Williams is uh, he's a future Lions quarterback. He's so fun to watch, man. <laughs> I mean, he's small. He's he's faster than hell, uh, and he's accurate. And he and my favorite part about Caleb Williams, dude, he wears his heart on his sleeve in those games. I mean, you're yeah. watching it; he's losing his mind during it, uh, in a good way. You know, there's so, like sometimes like a Spencer Rattler, maybe in a bad way, but he's just he just wears his heart on his sleeve. I love watching him play. I don't want to see him. I want to see TCU. Uh, and then I'm not even worried about Georgia as of now. Worry about Georgia if we make it to the national championship. Yeah, I mean, we don't right. got to worry about them. That's a nice thing. You know, as we saw it last year where we were deer in headlights going into the college football playoff. It, it'll be good to face a team that's more our level in the semifinal, maybe get more of our wits about us, get some confidence, and then we'll mm-hmm. see what happens in the national championship. Yep. Agree with that 100%, man. If they can make it to the natty, man, I'm saying it's 50-50. I don't care if it's Georgia or not. You know, yep. go get them, Wolverines. So, well, wait, how about, they, I got to kind of, how about remember when I kept saying how I didn't understand the spread, didn't understand the spread, didn't understand the spread. And you yeah. basically doubled down and said it was, it's exactly what the line should have been. I mean, I just, what are okay. your thoughts on that? Well, not now, obviously. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Hey, I just, you were, you were trying to make me sound like an idiot last week. Uh, I just thought I'm making you sound like an idiot. I thought seven points was about right, but you know, what did I know? What you, you I, what I learned is all I praise never... to you, young man, all praise. <laughs> I should never second guess my gut, man. My eyes and my gut were telling me what exactly was going to happen on Saturday, and I. But everybody else around me made me double second guess myself. So, lesson yeah, well, learned. You did say MSU was going to beat Penn State too, or you said it wouldn't yeah, surprise right. you. Mel Tucker has him ready. I mean, he didn't. God damn, no. he didn't. Sean Clifford made him up. 
We don't they even have to might... talk about the Spartans if we don't want to, but no, no, no. Looks no. The... Spartans probably are not going to make uh, a bowl game. They could slip in with five and seven record, but I doubt it. But unless maybe a Motor City Bowl, possibly. Hey, I, don't I hope they do. That'd be hilarious if they go to the Motor City Bowl, play uh, yeah. play like an Eastern or something like that. They probably don't even want to have that. Yeah, they honest. should probably turn that down if that happens. <laughs> I saw three right. three teams were preseason top twenty five and are not bowl eligible: Michigan um, State, Texas A and M, and Miami. Right, kind of crazy. Josh where Gattis, was Michigan, where, where yeah. was Michigan in the preseason? Where were they at? Do you remember? Were they top we're 10? top ten? I always think we were always top ten. Yeah, yeah. okay, for right. number nine or something like that. But sounds about right. But now they're, they're you know, if they just don't look past Purdue, you know, Purdue can be dangerous. You know, right. they are called the spoiler makers for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Does Michigan does Michigan get in the playoffs if they lose that game? Is it is it a given? I think so, just because it's only one loss, and you got the big wins over Ohio State and Penn State. It, it, it would all depend on how everything else shakes out, though. You know. Yeah. But, I, I don't. I don't know. That'd be fun. It'd be interesting. It'd be interesting. Thing to see. I, I, yeah. I don't think it's a given that they get in. That's for yeah. damn sure. Um, well, if they do, it'd be probably in that fourth slot. You know, and they'd right. be taking and that's, so you might as well not even be in it at that point. You might as well not even make it. So. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's not even think those thoughts. Uh, anything else we want to talk about with Michigan before we talk Detroit Lion football, maybe? Man, just what a, what a time to be alive, Jared. You mentioned the tweet that I sent out about – I was talking to some friends, again, that thread, and we were talking about, you know, remembering the 90s. I mean, Ted, you remember that stretch in the 90s when Michigan was dominating John Cooper and Ohio John State. John Cooper, yeah. Yep. Dominating Michigan State, and it was just a beautiful time for Michigan football. And then Jared went through the Rich Rod and Brady Hoke era and, you know, was wondering why the hell do we even care about Ohio State? All they do is beat us by 30 every weekend or whatever. Exactly. So it's yeah. just, you know, it, it's crazy to think about that. Ted, you remember Bo and Woody. I remember, you know, those 90s and, you know, some of those teams and, and the early 2000s, 2006, you know, the one versus two. Mm-hmm. But Jared, you know, that the generation that, you know, you're growing up when Michigan's just getting dominated. So the kids now who are just now really starting to pay attention – Seeing these last two years, it's got to be awesome for them as Michigan fans to sit there and be like, man, look at this. Jim Harbaugh, he came back as Jared laid out. You know, he was very much on the hot seat looking at NFL jobs, came back. He has smashed Ohio State the last two years. Ryan Day is on the hot seat now because of it. And, you know, if you're a young Michigan fan, this has got to be like, man, you're, you're setting your bar pretty high. You're setting your bar pretty high. Yeah, before Jared comments, I just I just want to say, man, I wish you would have had the chance to sit down and watch that game from beginning to end. I know you had to work and still got yeah. a flavor of it, but it right. was something else watching the entire game. It was incredible. It, I was kind of creeping myself out. I was watching it, you know, uh, Saturday night just by myself, like the 30-minute highlights on YouTube. I was like laughing out loud at some of those plays, man. I mean, just <laughs> wide open Cordelius Johnson. Edwards just running. <laughs> My favorite part about the Edwards first touchdown run was he's, you know, you see him break free and then he's there's a safety and he's like kind of still sort of like at like maybe 80% speed, sizes up the safety for a second and then just turns on the burners. And, and you're just not going to catch him. That's one of my new favorite sayings. You're not going to catch him as soon as a guy breaks into the secondary. Gone. You can say that every time for Edwards. Uh, so and you guys noticed long. on the the second Cornelius Johnson long touchdown. You you noticed who he who he smoked in coverage, right? Was it uh, Cam Martinez, Muskegon? Yeah, yeah. Muskegon oh. quarterback legend Cam Martinez. I didn't you, realize he that. Went to Michigan. Well, I love. Did you hear the story? Basically, we flipped a five star corner. Uh, 
because Ohio State um, basically was like took him for granted, you know, because he's an in-state right. guy. Like, oh, you're coming to Ohio State no matter what. Uh, and Michigan didn't view it that way. You love to hear those stories because we love know it. how that's. I mean, you saw it. Cam Martinez, he's at Ohio State. Should he should be, uh, you know, on the Michigan secondary right now? But yeah, uh, hey, it is what it is. We'll take the guys we have. Absolutely. Yep. And Michigan right now with Harbaugh and the the mojo he's got going, and you know the university itself. I mean, they are a brand that somebody wants to go play for. They've got the attention of all the five stars now, and yep. if they they keep it rolling, if they can get to the national championship game, maybe win that game. Oh my God. It's going to be a fun 10 year stretch. It's Harbaugh there on the sideline, man. It's going to be awesome. Yep. Hey, by the way, we should tell people too, that we do this little podcast on YouTube and why not check out our YouTube channel? Right. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at myself right now. Shit. I look like Don Brown. What the <laughs> hell is going on with me? You do? Yeah, I've never thought about that. You do have a Don Brown look. I mean, I got the Don Brown Michigan shirt and the old Bo Schembechler hat. I'm I'm ready to go. You've got you've got the goatee though. He he goes just must. You just had the stash, yeah. Yeah. I I hope Don Brown is is somewhere smiling, man. Because watching those defenses back in the day, they were puzzling. And it's just like I said before, it's hilarious to see Ohio State dealing with that now. And just I mean, the unsung hero, John Harbaugh. I'm, I'm, I love yeah. this, like, you know, the feeder system to the to the Ravens. So let's just keep that rolling. Even if Minter leaves, you just give us somebody else that's been on this Ravens staff, send them to us, yeah. and we'll just keep doing this time, time and time again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems well, to be working. <laughs> well, talking about the pros, I mean, that's a pretty good little segue into the Lions on Thanksgiving, you know. Oh, man, I almost uh, forgot about it. That Michigan game almost made me forget about it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're so close. They're so <sighs> close, man. They had that – they had the Bills on the run. Again, Dan Campbell. I mean, you know, he gets a lot of grief for his in-game management, but I think I tweeted it. What where's where's the coaches in his ear? Where where right. where are they at telling him, hey coach, we need to do this. We need to run the ball. We need to make them burn a timeout. I mean, my God. Yeah, they he needs can't... he needs like a he needs a veteran coach up in the box or yes. something. You know, like a Tom Coughlin or something like right. that. To just help us with that sort of thing. Uh, I mean, we can harp on the negative. I mean, maybe we would have been more negative based on Thursday. I've got to come full around on this this staff and this team. I mean, they play inspired. That's all you can ask. Well, we we can live with a loss, Uh, you know, especially when it's something kind of as dumb as that. Just Josh Allen being Josh Allen making a play uh, when they need it. But they play inspired. They play hard. They have fun. Uh, Campbell's, you know, number one coach to root for. I mean, we're, we've been in a lot worse places as Lions fans throughout my life. Uh, I'm okay with where we're at. Yeah. I mean, it, they play hard. They play inspired. Everything you just said, Jared. I mean, it, they don't lay down. We've seen plenty of Lions teams. Matt Patricia's Lions teams were just a complete mess. And, you know, some of some of these other guys, Marty Morningwig. Marty Morningwig, yeah. Right. Some of these other coaches, their teams were just bad. This team's actually like pretty good. They just need some more players. You know, they just they don't have a Josh Allen. Yeah, Jared Goff is okay, but you know, they don't have a Josh Allen. You know, they they need some some more elite players. Okay, you've got Aiden Hutchinson. Now you got to build around that and you've got to, you know, hope that some of these other younger players, Rodrigo and uh, you know, some of the other defenders actually like develop and you know, stuff like that. So they're right there. It, but it's it's hard for me not to be a little I don't know, SOL-ish and be like, how long have they, how many times have they they been right there? You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? How many times have they been in those games right there? And then, you know, they get Josh Allen or, you know, Justin Tucker hits a 66 yard field goal and they lose that game. You know, it's just like, 
is Dan Campbell ever going to learn? You know what I mean? Like how many times are we going to sit here and say like, ah, Dan Campbell and these end game decisions, head scratchers. You know, I I think it's something you can learn. He's still a young head coach, if you want to say that, but there's something there. I'm not all out. I'm not saying this team's trash fire Dan Campbell, but it is what it is. I tell you what, (laughs) and and here's the thing that I love knowing about this team. They're going to come back ready to play next week. Right. Yeah. And, and you know, you can't say that about a lot of NFL teams, man. Right. Uh and and I know people will call for Campbell's job, bitch about him, you know, 971 today and you know, all this sort of thing. I love him. You know, let's roll him back next year. Yeah. I don't care how the rest of this year cuz he is he is with at least one more year in my book. Uh and I'll be sad if we ever do say goodbye to him because I really do think he's so close to really breaking through as a head coach and if it's not with this team, he's probably never going to get another chance. Uh, and I just still, I do think he's a good coach. I think he knows how to handle a locker room, uh, which in the NFL, that's that's 90% of the battle. Right? Yeah, I think he can definitely turn it around. I mean, like I said, right at the beginning, he needs a, an older coach that's been there, done that in his headset, helping him out in those end of game, end of half decisions that he obviously seems to struggle with when you're sitting there watching it on TV. Of course, you're not on the sideline in the heat of the moment, but right. we all know football, and we're all calling for the same thing, and he's not getting it related to him. I don't right. know if he's overruling somebody, telling him what to do, but you know that last pass, if it would have been a good pass, we wouldn't even be talking about it, right? right? <laughs> that's, that's the thing. I mean, that, that's how – yeah, that's how a lot of those play calls go. Obviously, if, if they complete that pass, it's like the the Michigan, the running back jump pass to the tight end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If that gets picked off or gets knocked down. We're, we're like, laughing at Michigan. Right. We're like, what the hell are you doing? Right. Obviously, <laughs> it, it got completed, and now it's like one of the best plays in Michigan football history. If yeah. Jared Goff completes that pass, you know, and it, then it's like, what a ballsy call, what a throw, you know, whatever. It was a terrible decision. <laughs> if that jump pass would have been a good pass, it would have been six points. Too. It would have been six points, right? <laughs> I did, I did see, but not getting back to that, but Mullins, the the kid who threw that, he said he yeah. didn't even see Schoonmaker. He oh, just really? he knew the play, so right. he knew where he was supposed to be, so he just jumped and threw the ball, <laughs> and luckily it landed where it did. But so that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, it's just some of those. That's where the Jared Goff thing comes into me. Like he's an okay player. I think what one thing that will take this team over the top is a better quarterback. Maybe Caleb Williams, yeah. who Jared was talking about. But you know, Goff is okay. He he makes some good throws, but then I don't know what the hell he was doing on that last throw. He just kind of chucked it up for no reason. Yeah. So yeah, I, I've know. gone kind of back and forth on Goff. I, I like him. You know, I mean, yeah, he's okay. if we don't end up with a top five pick and, you know, there's not that stud quarterback on the board, I'm okay with giving him another year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, it'd be nice to have somebody to fill in, but if, if it's not on the board, it's not on the board. Take the best right. player available. So if it's not Williams or Stroud, I'm okay with waiting another year. I mean, he's yeah. shown enough to me that he's serviceable. He's a good, got a good head on his shoulders, good leader, like guy that you want to root for. I mean, what more can you want in an NFL quarterback? Well, there hasn't been a lot wrong with that offense. I mean, they've got the offensive line, they got, uh, you know, seem to be decent tight ends, even though they got rid yeah. of Hawkinson. They're wide receivers with St. Brown and uh, the rookie that we haven't even seen yet. Their their offense is okay. Think about it. Josh Allen had 28 seconds to go in the game, right? The Lions didn't make them burn that timeout, which could have been the difference in the game going to overtime. But you still, you're on defense. <laughs> you gave up a big play, yardage man. chunk plays. That's where they need to really concentrate is solidifying that defense in my viewpoint. Yeah, you know, uh, they, they, they definitely need too, to. But yeah, like like we yeah, said, they've got way. they've got pieces to build around on defense. You just yeah. need more better players. You can't just right. have these dudes you're plugging in here and there and expect to win. The the overtime thing is funny. 
so I, it was only me and one of my brother-in-laws left in the living room watching the end of the game. Everyone else had made it out to the garage and outside because they were mm-hmm. over it. Mm-hmm. It was. It looked like it was going to overtime, obviously. 28 seconds left or whatever. He was like, I'm going to run to the garage and grab another drink real quick. By the time he got back in the house, game was over. I was like, yeah. he was like, what happened? <laughs> I was yeah, like, Lions. Well, the Lions. Yeah, and, and people will blame that loss on Gamble. At some point, man, the, like think about that. The 26 seconds. We all know what the defense is running. Prevent. Keep them in front of you. Don't give a big play. some mm-hmm. point, it just comes down to the Jimmies and the Joes. Just keep yeah. them. You can't, the one thing you couldn't let happen, you let happen. That's on the defensive backs. That's on the players on the field. That's not on coaching. Right. Fair points, fair points. But it is, we'll just leave it with this. What you were starting to talk about, Matt, it is hard not to look at that game and not say SOL. We think it's not, (laughs) but it's a typical lion loss that they should have won that game. You know, national television, you know, you would have been nice. Would have been nice. Maybe it's because Michigan beat Ohio State. I'm a better mood, man. Uh, whatever. It's the Bills. They're one of the top five teams in the in the in the NFL. They played them tough. They they played inspired. They kept us watching for four hours. They entertained us. Hey, they just didn't win it. I'll give what's, you that. What's stupid is they're still in all those graphics. You know, for the playoffs, they're still in the hunt at four and seven because the NFC is so bad. So they've got yeah. Jacksonville, very winnable Could game. Be a win. Minnesota. They honestly probably should have beat them the first time around. The Jets, who, you know, they're in the playoffs, but, you know, they're the Jets. And then Carolina on uh, Christmas Eve. So those are four games right there. Yeah. And then they finish with the Bears and Green Bay, who, you know, both of those teams aren't very good. So, yeah, I mean. <laughs> they could go on a run. They could. <laughs> they're going to do it to us again. They're going to win a couple of these and be Just like enough. right there. Yeah. <laughs> go Lions. Hashtag since 57. All right. We're still giddy about the Michigan game, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna move on and have our prep spotlight brought to you by Capital Sports Fieldhouse right after this. Success Group Mortgage and Servicing is Shiawassee County's only licensed mortgage broker, lender, and servicer. That means you get exclusive products not found anywhere else. If you are looking to purchase a home or refinance a home in Florida, Hawaii, or Michigan, stop what you're doing and give Success Group Mortgage and Servicing a call. 989-720-4380. That's 989-720-4380. Capital Sports Field House is the home of hit and pitch and a whole lot more. The 10,000 square foot turf field can be used for all indoor sports training, including football, baseball, basketball, softball, soccer, and many other activities. Hit and pitch has seven indoor batting cages with full pitching tunnel and the state of the art Hit Tracks training system utilized by MLB organizations. Located in the old Capitol Bowl J.C. Penny block on South Washington in Owasso, Michigan. For more details, call Capital Sports and Hit and Pitch at 989-472-4624 or online at capitalsportsfh.com. Well, it was uh, a great weekend at Ford Field. Always is, man. Um, a lot of good games, a lot of blowouts. Uh, I, I, it's a positive day. We're on high vibes. I'm not going to sit here and say how I think the MHSA should shorten their divisions or do this or that. Let's just talk about the good things that happened. Uh, the game of the weekend, in my opinion, was uh, the D7 game. Ted, you hyped it up, how good Tra- Traverse City St. Francis was. Uh, they played Jackson Lumen Christie. I mean, it was the game of the weekend. So mm-hmm. basically what it was, I mean, Josh Sellers, yeah. I was really impressed with St. Francis, their offense. I mean, different formation every play. Uh, at one point, he had a perfectly dialed up, kind of hid the running back right behind the offensive line, just went right up the shoot, right up the middle. 
quarterback just happened to overthrow him, but it should have been a touchdown. Uh, and then you got Herb Brogan on the other side, legendary Jackson Lumen Christie coach. Uh, my favorite moment of that entire game and the entire weekend was so down 12, nothing a half. Everything is going St. Francis's way. Sure was. Star quarterback for Jackson Lumen Christie, Joe Lathers, superstar athlete. I mean, in the semifinal, we have a highlight of him hurdling a kid in the, on his way to the end zone. Grathers around all the Jackson Lumen Christie's offense, huddles them up, and you can just see him, you know, impassionately speaking to them right before they go into the half, come back out. He's making plays left and right. I mean, just a stud player ends up getting them the win. And, you know, Herb Brogan has won 11 of these things. You would think, man, he doesn't really give a shit about this game. I mean, he would look as happy as anyone on that sideline afterward because you look at that team and they lost their first three games of the year. 0-3, they rattle off 11 straight wins. uh, And you could just tell he was happiest man out on that field. So that was a really cool game. And, I mean, Division 7 – Every year it delivers, man. It's there's four top programs. We talked about it last week. I mean, New Lothrop, Traverse City, St. Francis, uh, Puamo, and mm-hmm. Jackson and Christie now. I mean, it's just such a fun division with four really good head coaches at all those programs. So it's just it's one of the best games every weekend. You know, you talk about Brogan. I mean, 40 years on the sideline, almost 400 wins. We talked about Clint Galveston is 145. Brogan, 400 yeah. <laughs> wins almost. Think about that. Legend. I couldn't uh, believe he was still coaching them. Yeah, lot, man. I was really impressed with them. I mean, that it, it, you know, it's a kid like Lathers. I mean, you see a moment like that where I'm I'm sitting in the truck. I'm like, dude, this team has no shot. All the momentum was St. Francis's way, and it's just cool to see a kid kind of rally the troops like that. Uh, you know, great leader, of course. I'll lead you into this too, Jared. I know you you like the bigger classes, and you've talked about uh, Dante more this season. But uh, this first time oh. I've had a chance to see him, that kid. <laughs> How was can- that? That kid can play, man. I can yeah. see why he could turn Michigan State around if they can get him to decommit, man. Because he's, he's, he's awesome. It's, I mean, it's funny watching a kid like that compared to all these other high school quarterbacks where it's basically like pre-snap read, you know, pick your right. receiver out before the before the snap and throw it. He's 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 reading the entire field, and it's like he's playing chess. Everybody else is playing checkers. He's got sidearm deliveries. He's accurate as hell. Makes the right read. Just a calm, cool, collected. I mean, we had a cool shot of him right before the very first snap. He takes a huge deep breath. Uh, and, I mean, they just are – they're on a different level. I mean, they might have been the best team in the state. They tried to schedule Belleville uh, for whatever reason. The PSL blocked it earlier this year. But, I mean, he's the best best player I've seen in my lifetime in Michigan. Uh, I mean, but one that might argue that is Bryce Underwood for mm-hmm. Belleville. Sophomore quarterback, undefeated, has never lost a, a game. Uh, just That's a impressive. sophomore, too. So, he's going to be around two more touchdowns. years yeah. Yeah. Had five touchdowns uh, his freshman year uh, in the state championship. Had five basically again this year. Uh, number one ranked sophomore in the entire country. He's a star, man. I mean, and what I loved about Belleville, I mean, they've had all this stuff going down with their head coach, you know, getting suspended for two years, fired. Uh, Juwan Rogers steps in as the interim head coach. They roll into Ford Field all wearing sunglasses and, you know, full suits. It was awesome. Yeah. And they, they kind of smashed Caledonia, right? And Caledonia yeah. Yeah. was a hell Real of a team. Good. Caledonia is yeah. really good, and they just smashed them, right? Yeah, yeah they, they did. I mean, Belleville. Uh, as long as that kid's your quarterback, I mean, they're going to be. They it wouldn't. It's going to be either them or Castec in Division One next year. Uh, I've talked about that kid for Castec, Corey Sadler Jr., true freshman. He's a stud too. Uh, so it'll be fun to see those two kit two quarterbacks kind of battle it out for the next couple of years. Yeah. Uh, moving on from there, you know, I mean, Dan Roan, Warren De La Salle, six titles now. He could win 500 if he keeps coaching. I know college kind of might be calling his name soon. Uh, if I'm a college, if I'm a GLIAC school, I'm I'm on the phone with Dan Rowan this offseason. I'm trying to get him there. I mean, he's so impressive. The stud quarterback they have, in my opinion, Mr. Football, Brady Drogosh, Cincinnati commit. Who knows? Maybe he'll flip to Wisconsin now. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, they just didn't even get touched. The game was over as soon as they stepped on the field, just like it was last year in the state finals. Yeah. I mean, he's one hell of a coach. Yeah, he is. And the Pilots have a pretty good sports program going right now. What, back-to-back football? And they won Division One basketball yeah. last year. Oh, right. That's not That's too not bad. bad. I mean, yeah. when you've got that those, those kind of athletes on the football field, a lot of them are going to play basketball. So you, you do kind of see that sometimes. But we talked about before Frankenmuth and how they've been rolling. Yeah. And, you know, Gladwin, too. But I mean, I, from what I didn't watch the game, from what yeah. I saw on Twitter, that was also I saw some people saying that was the game of the weekend. Great game. I mean, ended up on a you know basically a game winning field goal with a second left uh, yeah. from a, from a kid who this coach had to go out and recruit uh, basically before the offseason like find a kicker. And this kid comes in. Uh, they had they had a female that kicked their PATs and he would kick their field goals. Uh, and the biggest play of the game came down to him. You know what I love about Gladwin? One, they're tougher than hell, which I can always respect, man. I mean, they just had some real slobber knockers on that team. They did. But my favorite thing, nine two-way starters. A lot of times oh. in high school, man, these coaches, they overthink it. I mean, right. I, I hate to do this, but, I mean, just take a look at Corona. I mean, Wyatt Bauer, he, he plays quarterback. That's it. Why, he should never leave the field. Right. He should be, you know, your punt returner, your kick returner, uh, you know, starting at safety, starting at quarterback. And this Gladwin coach, you know, realizes that, man. These these kids are high school kids. They're having fun. Keep them on the field, man. I mean, they're they're made of Gumby. Uh, you know, they're not going to get hurt. Let <laughs> right. them run. Uh, and that's what I love to see, man. I mean, just a good core of nine stud players, and they got it done. I mean, just a lot of fun to see that happen. And I mean, yeah. it's shame for Frankie Muth and Phil Martin. They kind of seem to be the Buffalo Bills where they just they kind of can't get over that hump. Uh, but still, nothing to, to kind of shake their head. I mean, that's still a hell of a program there. Well, it was a great Speaking weekend down there. Bills. Yeah. I was going to say Ted, Ted's a ugly, ugly bears, kind of the same thing, right? Like they just can't get over the home. Bridesmaids, man, lost 26 to 20. I mean, Whiteford, you know, their second title, first one for their new head coach, uh, their previous coach, Jason Mensing, uh, a little trivia for you. He was a one-time Owasso Trojan head coach for a couple of years. He won a state championship and recruit him back. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Okay. Try and get him Um, back. You know, when you talked about Corona, I mean, Goodrich won the Flint Metro League and went on all the way to the championship game. They just kind of had a dud game against the Sailors. Yeah, you know? just, I mean, it just, it's just better athletes uh, out there. I mean, it, and I will say say this, that, uh, I mean, you've been, how many times have you covered Goodrich and yet you've never quite cracked this Tom Allward story? You know, the first player right. ever signed by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, what the hell, man? I mean, you've been doing this game. You know, uh, I brought I brought that up somewhere down the line, Jared. I think I could find it in my pregame notes. <laughs> Definitely. And you know what's going to happen now. Ted Ted's going to be up until 3 a.m. tonight trying to find <laughs> yeah. that game. And I in guarantee you I brought that up before. <laughs> hey, what, I'll say, for, man, I've listened to your broadcast. Do, I don't know. I don't ever remember hearing that factoid. For well, people who now. don't know, though, what are you talking about? So basically, so Tom Allward, uh, Goodrich's head coach, I think 30 seasons. I mean, legendary coach. Played in the NFL when the when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you know, were an expansion team. He was the very first player they signed. Uh, and you know, I, I don't remember he had a long college, you know, playing career, obviously, as well. Yeah. But just uh just a great coach. And I'll say this about Goodrich, man. I mean, they're tough. They were just they were, you know, if that game was played in, you know, a snowstorm, I think Goodrich maybe wins it. But I mean, GRSC has a stud basketball player at wideout, Jake Vermas, uh, yeah. had 150 yards receiving, eight eight receptions. Kid's a stud basketball player as well. Uh, there's a little bit too many athletes out there. I mean, Goodrich never really sniffed the end zone, but they played hard all the way through. Yeah. Uh, but they just they just didn't have the horses to bring out. Speaking of Grand Rapids South Christian, so actually, so obviously, I have a little bit of a connection to them. They, that that's yeah. the school that beat my team in football and in basketball. Um, 
and they won state titles in both of those sports. So they stole, I, I, I stand by it. They stole two state titles from us, but the, the connection is their head coach. Now, Danny Brown, uh, he was on the teams that beat us. He played right. wide receiver and defensive back on their football oh, team. Really? And then um, he played on their basketball team too. So um, I, I remember he actually laid me out a couple times. I caught the ball both times. No, man. You know what's funny? We had a high, like a flashback pack. He caught yeah. a touchdown in the, in the state championship game back in 2002. I didn't even connect the dots that it yeah. was, uh, that that was the same team that would have beat you. But uh, yeah, yeah he, no, he's, he's a good player. Coach. Yeah, he, he was a good player. I, I was just going to tell this story real quick. You obviously know a little more background than I do. But so one of my buddies, so obviously over in Grand Rapids, um, one of my buddies went to a college over there and lived. He just, you know, hopped on Craigslist and found a house to live in. And it was actually three Grand Rapids South Christian guys that um, a kid from Corona went yeah. and moved in with these guys. And right when he went in and saw South Christian, he's like, and he, my, my friend, he played football, yeah. too. He was like, oh, God, you guys went to South Christians. Obviously, that brought up all these stories and stuff right. like that. Danny Brown was there, and he was like, to my buddy, he was like, do you know Matt Burns? You know, <laughs> are you friends with him? I mean, obviously, it's Corona. You're friends. You know everyone. Yeah. But he was like, he was like, yeah, yeah, that's one of my good buddies. He was like, man, I drilled him a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> good God. He must have really got you. I, I don't remember that. Apparently. I've seen the footage of that yeah. game. But a couple good really... calls. I'll say, Ted, I, I've got him if we want to. Uh, Ted with yeah. a couple good calls on him, too. I caught the ball. I'm going to say I caught the ball. Yeah. but I mean, just a great, great weekend at Ford field. I mean, it's always such a fun, I mean, you're working your, you know, your balls off from, from Sunday night till, you know, Sunday morning when you finish it up, but uh, it's fun the whole way, man. I mean, it's, it's such a cool story. I mean, like I said, that lab, that lather story, Jackson Lumen Christie, how they never quit. I mean, that's my biggest takeaway. That's probably what I'll remember most from this weekend. Yeah. I mean, I love that because that was such an X's and O's coach versus coach game that that's, that was just, that's like, you know, that's my heaven right there watching that game. So that was a lot of fun. You know, before we end this part, this segment, I want to talk, I want to send a few salutes out to some all staters from our area. But uh, so you were there basically from what, four or 5 a.m. both days until close to midnight, 11. Yeah. That's, that's a couple long days. But I was going to say, yeah. you, talked about, <laughs> you talked about a little bit last week. I mean, Bally Sports, man, you guys have a great crew from your on-air talent, uh, to the production you put out there. Those games are tremendously well done, and it's eight games of tremendous viewing. You know, I, I didn't get a chance to watch every single play of yeah. every single game, but I recorded them, and I'd fast-forward between each play, you know, and maybe see the packages that you were involved in. Right. It was it was really well done. No, I, I'll say this. I mean, and we talked last week about, you know, kind of some of the play-by-play play -play guys, you know, Shepard, uh, Dickerson. Yep. I tell you what, I think our color guy, Rob Rubick, in terms of dissecting a high school football game, I, I don't know if there's anyone else with him. He's so good. I love hearing him call games. Him and uh, Matt Shepard will call a lot of the Eastern Michigan football games, so they're a right. great crew together. But, yeah, I, I think I, I, he kind of opened my eyes a little bit. Obviously, I've seen him call a lot of great games before, but I just thought he he always does a great job. Who, who's the young play-by-play -play guy? Uh, Grant name? Perry? No, no, play-by-play. -play. Oh, play -by, uh, Evan Stockton. Yeah, I think that guy is really good, and he's got a big future. He's not very old, is he? He's like, no, is he's he 30? Young. Is he even 30 no, yet? No, no, 20. I bet he's probably 26, 27. He works hard, man. I mean, he's doing a different, you know, he's at Western Michigan this night doing basketball game. He's at, yeah. you know, wherever else doing a volleyball game. Like, he work, he's nonstop working. He works hard. He did He did the prep pick skin preview a couple months yep. ago. Yep, yeah. that as well. I think, well, not that the dude cares, but I think he's really good and has a future. I mean, he, he's got a great delivery and I think, uh, yeah. I think big things coming for him. All right. Well, before we wrap up this segment, man, I just got to say, uh, you know, all state teams came out 
There was three from Goodrich made first team, according to the uh, Football Coaches Association. Corona offensive lineman Jake Nichols made first team. Wyatt Bauer made it as an athlete. And, uh, you know, he made it for his stats he put up as a quarterback, his play on defensive, uh, you know, as a defensive uh, back and uh, special teams. So congratulations to Wyatt Bauer, Jr., all eight first team as an athlete. First team quarterback in uh, Division Five was Nick Wheeler at Gladwin and uh, Alex Petersburg at Williamston in front of yeah. beat the Hornets. So that was cool right. to see. Durand had an all-stater and Dylan McDonald and uh, Langsburg had a wide receiver uh, Connor Hullaberger made first team all state and for new Lothrop offensive lineman, Jaden Curry, defensive lineman, Grayson or an eight player football division two uh, for Morris gauge Cartier on the defensive line. So we were pretty well represented in our area. Nice. First team, all staters. That, that is a cool award. Need... I mean, it, yeah, it, you know, you got sure. the rest, the rest of your life. You can say right. that, you know, yeah, no, I awesome. remember my buddy, uh, Cooper, my senior year, he was a United MS all state. I mean, that's, 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 that's something to be proud of. For sure. Yeah. You know, those all conference awards, they can sometimes be a little bit convoluted, maybe yeah. a little bit insider politicky, but those all state, man, you got to be a legit ball player to win those. Yeah. So that's cool. Now we you just need Mid Michigan to win a state title. Right. That's the yeah. What does Corona, okay, since we're Cavaliers, I'll end it with this. What do they need to do to maybe make an appearance at Ford Field and, and get a state drop championship? We know what's that. I said drop, drop to D6. No, <laughs> no, but they that could in D5. They That would definitely help. But no, I don't think they're that far off. That was my biggest takeaway from this weekend. I mean, if Goodrich can make it, then Corona can make it in D5, yep. 100%. They just you got to have, go have some luck. You know, you got to yeah. get the right matchups. You know, that's obviously a big part. I think what you said, Jared, is spot on. You've got a few guys who are clearly your best players. They should not leave the field, even if, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want them to get hurt. You don't want to lose your quarterback, obviously. Your all-state quarterback, you don't want to lose him. But, you know, you've got a few players that should play all the time. Maybe it's what, uh, you know, Durand, John Webb was talking to us. I, I, I know Coach Herrick has those guys working out and everything. Right. But, you know, Coach Webb told us how they brought in. Um, Amari Coleman. Amari Coleman. Amari. To, yeah, to coach, you know, speed and do all these offseason. You know, maybe they need to commit a little more to the offseason training yeah. regimen or something. But. Yeah. It, we can talk about coaching. Obviously, it's important. I think it's. I think it. They they do that in the locker room. The players in the locker room. I mean, I, I just told you. You know, you see it uh, from these kids, man, where they face adversity. I mean, Gladwin had no right win in that game. Right. A couple. You know, they just kept battling, man. And you know, I saw with Jackson Lumen Christie, same thing. Just one. You know, leader quarterback that rallies the troops, keeps their heads on straight. Uh, I mean, that's so important when it, when these teams are playing. Right. Uh, and so I just think it's it's going to be one in you know in the weight room, like said Matt, yeah. and uh, you know out on the track and and especially in the locker room. Amen. I'll say this to, to finish off my reliving my glory days. <laughs> Even though I, I still stand by, we could have beaten Grand Rapids South Christian. They 100% were in better shape than us. And I, I can, I can say that now, you know, 20 years later, I can, I can eat my crow or, you know, whatever you want to say. They, they clearly were bigger, faster, stronger than us. You know, we, we were probably, we probably could have beat them. Right. You know, seven out of well, 10 times well, or something like that. But we were getting pushed around a little bit. And so I, and you know, I think about that, like we, you know, we didn't have the weight room that you had, Jared, it got built after I graduated, of course. And, (laughs) you know, so I I think that's a huge part having that commitment. We've worked, we've worked hard in the, in the summer. I'm not taking anything away from us, but that that was an eye opening thing. When we went up against that South Christian team, it was like, Holy shit. These, you know, and it's one of those things. I mean, I would love to see how that, we need to have snooze to you do a deep dive on how that (laughs) practice has been up that year. It really makes no sense how you guys are facing a team two hours away, both two tops teams in the state nine and oh, 
I mean, I, I know Second that's round. no excuse, and and maybe you guys, you know, lose somewhere else along the way. But it just it just isn't right that you guys had to play that game as early as you did. You know, yeah. nothing you can do about it now. I mean, yeah. it's it is what it is. But if I if I was at that point in time, I would love to have seen how that shook out, how it did. Yeah. It's cool to see that you know they got a, a home, hometown kid as their head coach. Though. That that is well, awesome. we love our high school football. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of, I know we're about to sign off, but Jared, you brought up Gliak Amen. earlier. Some players going to Gliak. I was I was going to bring up at some point. There's a big one in Gliak oh, this yeah. weekend. Ferris in uh, number one Grand Valley yeah. State Ferris in Allen Grand Valley. Oh, it's uh, gonna that 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 place is gonna be on fire, man. That's what makes this game so. I hate it. You know, obviously we're Ferris State guys. Would love it to be a home game, but. It's a whole nother uh, animal at Lovers Stadium. It's incredible. Uh, it's going to be a great atmosphere. Hopefully they have good weather. You know, that's the only thing that can maybe put a damper on things, but that should be a fun one. Yeah. Well, it's the semifinals, right? It's the Division yeah. Two semifinals. semifinals. Is it the semis or it's not the regional I don't know. It's hard to follow. I feel like they have so many games. I don't think it's the semis yet. Oh, okay. Let's see. Um, if you want to sign off, I can get clarification. Yeah. All right. It is cool. Well, I'll, I'll say while Jared's looking it up, I, I think it is cool how D two does it. How you know they you get to host games. It's not a neutral field. I, I think that's cool. There, there's something. There's like a reward for Grand Valley. You know, being number one. You know, you get yeah. to host these playoff games. That's cool. Well, I hope D one yeah. goes that way. You know, they've talked about it. It's you know, the quarterfinals. Quarterfinals. Quarter that's, that's what I thought. Yeah. All right. Well, it should be a heck of a game. Do, did you have the start time there? Is it noon? One o'clock. One o'clock, I believe. Is it? And it's probably yeah. on ESPNU or ESPN. Right. What what's their stream? I think they or... stream it online as well. Yeah, I don't know. Should, should I, I don't watch. I will watch it on Saturday, but that's a problem for me to figure out on Saturday. I haven't watched them all year, so I'll figure yeah. it out on Saturday. I'm with you. It's a it's a build up to that Big Ten championship, and yeah, at what probably eight o'clock, eight thirty. Yeah. Eight o'clock. Well, it probably won't kick off till I close can't. to eight thirty. I tell you what, I don't care if it's Purdue. There's something about that Big Ten championship. It's a fun game, man. Yeah, we saw is. it last year when we just blitzed Iowa. I mean, I can't wait for this game. It's, it's always awesome fun. to see them play in Lucas Oil under those lights. Yep. With with Jim Harbaugh's retired jersey up there in the rafters. Yep. <laughs> Forgot cool. about that. Yeah. Go blue, man. Go blue. Well, this has been the Three Point Podcast, fellas. A lot of fun talking football, especially Michigan football. And this has been presented by Memorial Healthcare, home of the Now Community Wellness Center. Sign up, get in shape, do a whole lot more over there. It's a great facility, great people, all kinds of good stuff. Uh, sauna, lap pool, locker rooms, full workout facility. Go online at memorialhealthcare.org or give them a call, 989-720-CARE. We're also teamed with SkyMint Cannabis, Michigan's leader in the industry many locations over 15 locations in the state of michigan alone check out the sky mint reserve make sure you sign up for their rewards program check them out at skymint.com go to the front of store 3.20 for a 20 percent discount on sky mint products also make sure you let all our great local partners know you listen in and enjoy the program they include az printing solutions Capital Sports Fieldhouse, Pro Real Estate and Auction, Nelson House Funeral Homes, Rivals Tap House and Grill, and Success Group Mortgage and Servicing. Make sure you follow us on social media at 3 Point Pod and subscribe to our YouTube channel. This episode of 3 Point Podcast recorded at StreamYard.com and the Z92.5 first game of the year in boys basketball, Friday, December 9th, Owasso at Corona. So until next week, so long everybody. Peace and love, be kind. Thanks for listening.
Hey gang, please consider a donation to the ALS Association Michigan chapter serving people with ALS and their families since 1988. There still is no cure for Lou Gehrig's disease and every 90 minutes someone is diagnosed with ALS. For more details, go online at webmi.alsa.org. Three Point Podcast is a Sportsnet Michigan Three Point Podcast production. Subscribe and share on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or any of your favorite podcast hosting sites. Comments and questions can be sent via social media at Three Point Pod or by email to Three Point Pod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.